Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today, I have yet another episode that has been spurred by a song that my daughter played for me. So as we've already established, McKenna is 13 years old, in the eighth grade, and listens to music that I would never in my life be caught dead listening to. But (laughs) some of it's catchy, and I like it. Recently, she's played a new song for me that I kind of cringe every time she plays it. And it's not because it's not catchy. And it's not because it's vulgar. And it's not because it's, well, I do find it unenjoyable. But that's because of the message that I think that it is sending out into the world. So my daughter has recently started playing this song, what, what's it called? Seven Things, is that right? Seven Rings, Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Ariana Grande anyway. There's just, she's just, she's just not the artist for me and that's okay because I'm 40 and she's like way far away from 40. <laughs> Clearly, her target audience is my daughter, not myself. And and I have to say that both of my daughters are listening to this song. So one is 19 and one is 13. And we're sitting in the car and this song is playing and I start catching just a few words. And, you know, she's, well, first off, it starts and it kind of sounds like it, it, it's very similar to my favorite things from The Sound of Music, which is a catchy tune. I mean, it just is. So it it has that kind of happy, listen to me vibe to it. And I start listening to the song and, and, and I start catching phrases like, what, what was the first one that I thought, by myself, all my favorite things. And it's full of, well, it's full of things it's listing things and you know wearing a ring but I ain't gonna be no missus but matching diamonds for six of my well it rhymes with missus and it stands for friends so you can fill in your own blank there and and so I'm listening to the song and we get to the chorus and it actually makes my skin crawl well, it starts in what they call the pre-chorus, which if you're smart is the bridge. But anyway, I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. Which, you know, for repetitive measure, she says again, I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. You like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. Tried to tell my daughter three years ago that hair was fake and she wouldn't hear anything about it. But... What, what are we teaching our children about money when this is the message that the artists that they look up to are putting out into the world? Are we teaching our children about money or are we letting them learn from the messages that that are being put out into the world by people who have seemingly endless amounts of money. 
There is another lyric in here where she says, Black card is my business card. Clearly she's meaning a black Amex. That, that's, what I, that's what I would take to mean that is a black Amex is my business card. But before that, she says, my receipts be looking like phone numbers. If your receipts are 10 digits long, you probably got a spending problem, but that's for a whole other episode. So I'm talking to McKenna about this song and about how I feel about this song, which she completely understands that it, it, it really makes my skin crawl. And she's like, I know, Mom, but, but you've taught me about money, and so I'm okay. Well, that's probably true, because my, I say my, our personal financial journey has led us to a place where we are debt-free, except for our mortgage. We have no credit card debts. We have um, no car payments, and the only debt we have is for our home. We live on the cash budget. Funny side note, I go to, we we write a paycheck each month and I go to the bank to get our cash, divide it up into my envelopes. And then I'm at the grocery store buying my groceries. One day I go through the, I go through the, the cash outline and the young man who is, is, cashing out my groceries is actually a friend of of my son Matthew. They they go to school together. And so I'm having this conversation with him and you know just asking him how he's doing. I know he's had, you know, a rough go of it lately and so we're just talking and I hand him I I hand him my my $50 bill because when I get my grocery money, I get it in 50s because you are less likely to break a 50 on something that costs $3 than you are a 20. Trust me, that's experience I've learned. So I'm handing, I don't remember what my total was, but I'm pulling out my 50s and I'm handing them to him. And one of them is circa 1993. And he looks at me and he says, Stephanie, is this real? (laughs) Because he didn't know what our bills used to look like. It was really funny. It was a great moment. So anyway, McKenna and I have been having this conversation. And she says, but mom, you've taught me about money. I know about money. And, and I know that, you know, I can't just have whatever I want. I have to work for it. And, and so I'm thinking, we have done an excellent job with with McKenna. Megan and Matthew are doing fantastic in their own right. But I think it's been a little bit more difficult to do that with them because we weren't in complete financial freedom when they were smaller. McKenna doesn't know any other way. We have been debt free since she was two. So that's all she knows. McKenna, uh, Megan and Matthew have a slightly different because they solace use credit cards and not that they have any themselves. I keep hitting this. Is that okay? Um, I have a new, my last episode was very poppy, which I apologize for. So since my last episode, I have a new windscreen to catch my pops when I pee all over this. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Because I send to pop my peas. And 
So, so the the Megan and Matthew are doing well, and they understand that you know they they have to work for for the things that they want, and that money does not grow on trees. And also, they do not have credit cards, and so they also. I mean, they're they're doing really well, but it's been a longer it's been a longer thing for them. But back to McKenna. So she's like, I know that if I have. You know, her example was that she got money for Christmas. And I I know that I had, you know, this Christmas money from Mamma and Papa, and I went to the mall with my friend, and so I was very cautious because I didn't want to spend it all in one day. And she did not. She came, I think she spent, she spent about $50. She spent about half of it. And so she comes home and she goes, I want to buy myself some jeans that are pre ripped that that are pre-distressed they have the the tears in them and i just don't know where i want to buy them from and so she held on to that fifty dollars until she decided where she wanted to go and then she we're going shopping that day and she's like mom i want i want to buy my jeans but i only have enough to buy one pair and here's what i love about about how she went about this was that she's 13 it is my responsibility and my husband's responsibility to provide her clothing. But she knew that these were not, these were, they were a bonus. They were an extra. They were something she wanted, not something she needed. And so she didn't even ask mom and dad, will you buy me a new pair of jeans? She says, I have the money. I'm going to buy them. And I, I loved her approach to that. And because of that, she says, I want to buy two pair, but I can't. So I'm just going to get the one. When well, we walk into the store that we that we chose to shop at that day, and they were, buy one pair of denim, get one half off. So McKenna bought her pair, and mom paid for the second pair at, at, at half off. And I love her view of it. And so because she understands what money is and what what money where it comes from and and how to handle it in a 13-year-old perspective I'm not as concerned about her enjoying this song which she does enjoy it a lot <laughs> It's on all the time I'm like, please, can can the next new thing come out? Because this one's getting old. It's not getting old yet, except it is because I don't like it. But it reminds me of a, another moment with McKenna where, and I, I've talked about this one many times to several different people. And that is one afternoon, Matthew wanted to show us this TED Talk about this guy who traded a red paper clip for a house and his process of doing that. It was a very, very awesome TED talk. And I don't exactly, I, I'm sure you could, I'm sure you could look up TED talk, red paperclip and, and you would find it. So he plays it for us. We all four watch it. All four being Cliff, myself, Matthew and McKenna. And after it, the boys leave the room leaving McKenna and I behind and the next video on YouTube autoplays. And it happens to be another Ted talk. And it is, 
when money isn't real, the one, no, when money isn't real, the $10,000 experiment, it's by Adam Carroll, and there'll be a link, no, the link is um, mindsetanswerman.com slash tedmoney. That, that's where you can find it if you want, if you want to, to watch this. It's a 15-minute video, and he's talking about his kids' love of playing the game Monopoly and how he wondered if they would play differently if the money was real. And, and so he, he did this experiment. And he's talking about how in today's culture, in today's society, we live in, a, in, a, in an age where young kids are seeing money as abstract. There, is, there are no real consequences until the consequences come back and, and really you know bite on them. And, and it really got us talking and thinking about this in a completely different way. And I love McKenna turns around and looks and we watch this 15 minute video and she turns around and she looks at me and she's like, Mom, I spent seven hours at school today. And that's the most beneficial thing I've learned all day. And it was an amazing moment. We had this great conversation. And I loved that I got to have that moment with her. And so we have this, we talk about money in a real way. You know, we've recently had to tighten our, our finances a little bit as we're paying for Megan to go to college. And in that, we've been very upfront with our kids and said, you know, no, we, we can't do that right now. You, normally, we have, we have some, in our cash budget, we have a line item for, you know, eating out that is strictly for eating out. And you know what? We're like, right now, we're not having that. We'll, we'll have that again when we can, but, but that's not an option right now. And we're very upfront and very open with them about our finances in, in a, well, in an honest way. I mean, we're not trying to scare them. We're not trying to, you know, hoard all the money for ourselves because anyone with children knows that they are so expensive. I once saw a meme that was this was this little kid standing in a window and they were just throwing money out the window and it said it's what raising daughters is like. And I'm like, that's so true. But but my question is, have you talked to your kids about money? Do your kids think that money is just a swipe of a card or, um, as he says in the video, you know, holding your phone over the pay thing and then using your thumbprint? Or do they see actual spending of money, cash and coins and, and change? Do they understand what money is? Do they understand that it's, that it's got to be there? to spend it. And so that is is my question for the day. Are you talking to your kids about money? Are you teaching them how to budget? Are you teaching, you know, if you have, you know, I have two teenagers who are driving and and you know, if they don't have gas in their car, it's not going to go. And if they don't have money for gas, it's not going to go. So as I'm, as I'm wrapping up here, I, I, my, my question is, what are you teaching your kids about money? And how are, we, how are you showing them 
to deal with money as they grow older. You know, I can think back all the way to when, I mean, McKenna was probably six and we were at Target buying new clothes because, you know, they grow a lot. And I think we went in and I said, okay, Jane, for those of you who don't know, her name is McKenna Jane. And I normally only call her McKenna on on a podcast or when I'm talking about her to other people. But here in my home, she is Jane or Janie all the time. So if I'm telling a story, I'm probably going to just say, so Jane, here's the thing. You have $75. And I don't remember the, the amount, so I'm just making it up. You have $75. And that's what we're going to use to get, you know, these few little things that, that we need. And she says, okay, mom. And so this kid at six years old walks around her little section of Target and she puts things in her cart that she likes. And then we go to the fitting room. And at the fitting room, she tries everything on and she'll be like, nope, that doesn't look right on, my, on me. I, I don't like that. The other thing you need to know about her, she's very picky about her clothes. That doesn't look right on me. So... So that's the first way that she goes through and and gets rid of things is whether she likes it on her body or not. And six-year-old Jane was like straight up and down a stick. So it was kind of hard to make anything, you know. But anyway, I digress. So she could go and get a cart full of clothes and go to the fitting room and take it down by half. And then you say, okay, McKenna, well, this is going to cost this much and you only have this much. And she would look at it and she would dwindle it down. And she even understood at six that she had $75 to spend that. But that doesn't mean your clothes can cost $75 because you still have to factor in tax. Now, sometimes I would give my kids a leeway and be like, all right, you got $75, but I have the money for tax. Or, you know, I mean, there are there are many ways to make them. To, to handle it, but making sure that they understood that having $75 doesn't necessarily mean you can buy $75 worth of things. And so I've always been very intentional with, with my kids about money and, and letting them see the actual dollars and hold it and pay for themselves so much so that when we went school shopping, I would have, you know, the, the right amount of money for each one. And when we went to the checkout, we checked out three times so that they were each paying for their own. And what are we teaching? What are you teaching your kids about money? That's all I want to ask today. Is money real and tangible to them? Or is it something abstract that they never actually see? And we'll never understand. Thank you guys so much for letting me come and get these things out of out of my head. The, get, just get them out, and and maybe the questions that I'm asking myself are questions that you need to ask yourself, and that will it will change a small life. And before I go, I want to take a moment to just again I'm well it's a shameless plug it's nothing else it is free to thrive mastermind where i am watching three remarkable women change their lives and change their habits and change the little lives that are that are watching every move they make 
And it is an amazing, amazing thing. If you are at all interested in being a part of, of a group of, of women who are equally, I said, my kids just walked in the door and I can hear them and it's, I know they're looking for me. They're going to burst in any moment. So I'm trying to wrap up before they do that. But if you are at all interested in joining a group of women that will support and encourage and and listen and build you up into making your changes, into being your best self, I would highly encourage you to go over to stephanieravenscraft.com and, and check out Free to Thrive Mastermind. Guys, I love what I do. I love sharing what I do with you. And until next time, live your life on purpose.